great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, the podcast of top culture where everyone has a story. I'm your host, Elias, and you can find me at Twitter at the MCC podcast. My guest this week, I'm very excited. He, You've seen him on CW Arrow as Curtis Holt, Mr. Terrific, Echo Keelum. Echo, welcome to the cave. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. What's uh, what's going on with you? What's new with you? Uh, what's new? I mean, we're kind of gearing up for season seven of Arrow currently. Uh, I um, am in the process of um, working on this indie film um, and just, you know, trying to stay as busy as possible. Just got back from Australia and New Zealand for a couple of weeks. I was out there um, just kind of vacationing, doing a little work. Um, so just back in L.A. Yeah. Kind of reset before we go back. There you go. So uh, I want the listeners to know a little bit more about you. Uh, where are you originally from? From Chicago, Illinois. How, how was it living in Chicago? Oh, I love Chicago. It's a wonderful city. I honestly don't think there's any place better than summertime shy. Um, you know, I, I lived there for the first 20, 26, 27 years of my life. Um, I, I think it's one of those cities where if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. But it also has this, uh, really cool kind of Midwest vibe to it where people generally, generally seem pretty nice and welcoming, but they also, you know, work pretty hard and, you know, get the grind on and, you know, take care of people they need to take care of. So it's a really great kind of blue collar city, but, you know. It's motivated, got a great art scene, uh, very cultured, um, you know, a lot of great theaters and food, too. So, um, As a kid, what were you uh, into? Um, I was very much into video games, uh, cartoons, anime, comic books. Um, um, what else? Uh, playing sports. Um, I, I had a really tight friends that I've known for the last however many so years we've known each other since we were nine we're all very much into the same things and you know just a pretty chill group you know because we were the nerds for sure but we also were willing to take on bullies like so we weren't like we weren't punks we were nerds but we weren't punks you know so but you know we never would try to start with anybody we just wanted to like live our lives we'd be nerds but you know we weren't going to stand down anybody but Mainly video games was probably the biggest <laughs> seminal thing that I was into as a kid. I mean, yeah. still play now. What are what are some of your favorite video games? Of all time or just currently? I guess uh, uh, both, both, I guess. Both. Uh, yeah. Of all time, I mean, the Metal Gear Solid series is one of my favorites, with Metal Gear Solid being um, probably the best one. I mean, some people would argue otherwise, but... I really love Metal Gear Solid, particularly Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes on GameCube. That was such a great remake. Um, I'm a huge fan of Resident Evil series, particularly Resident Evil 2. Really happy that's getting a remake. But now, um, for PlayStation, um, Zelda, you know, yeah. Grand Time was my favorite until the most recent one came out. Yeah. Um, the old, the old Mario Brothers, um, you know, uh, stuff I'm loving right now is like God of War. Pretty amazing PUBG, Fortnite, 
obviously those games are on fire right now. Oh, and yeah. they are, I mean, I loved when it came out. It was, it was such a nice little, like, it's so different, you know, and it was just great. Uh, fun to pick them up and get into those. Uh, mentioned Zelda already. Um, there's something else I'm playing right now, though. I can't think of right now. I just want to give a shout-out to Witcher 3, because Witcher 3 is, like, one of my favorite games. And CD Projekt Red is on fire right now. They got that new Cyberpunk game coming out, and I got, like, a little sneak peek of that at E3. It looks amazing. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a major gamer. I love gaming. How come we don't have an Arrow game yet? I know, right? You know, they <laughs> they were talking about... I mean, you know, they were talking about some things at E3 that would be pretty cool, you know, to get in that new DC uh, supervillain, Lego supervillain. So, I don't know, you know, maybe they should have an Arrow game, maybe they should incorporate some characters from our universe into there, yeah. or on any of these games, you know. I mean, you know, obviously Green Arrow made it into the latest fighting game, which is pretty dope. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to, and, and like Ray Palmer and stuff like that, I definitely want to see uh, other characters or some iterations based off the TV shows in there too. Yeah. I feel like they're part of canon now. You know, even though they're TV shows, that like they definitely are still part of canon. Oh yeah. And, uh, so in 2009, you moved to LA to pursue comedy. Was this a, uh -huh. a stand-up or more of improv? Because I know you performed at UCB. Yeah, it was more improv and sketch. I did stand-up in Chicago. Uh, but when I moved out to LA, I was just like, oh, I should just join a class, start a class, because you know, I didn't know anyone really. And the first class I did with improv like really changed everything. Because I was like coming out here to do stand-up and whatnot too. But when I tried improv and I realized how freeing and how much of a team effort it was, it was something I instantly gravitated toward and something I completely immersed myself in 100%. I stopped seeing movies. I stopped watching TV. I, you know, I stopped doing everything except for, like, performing and watching improv when I first moved out here for about a good, like, year probably until I came down there and started doing other things. Uh, but I studied at, you know, iOS, Growling, UCB out here. And uh, finished most of those programs, made it all practically to the end of Groundlings, but I had to leave once I uh, got Arrow, had to move to Vancouver. Um, but comedy is just something that I've always loved doing since I was a kid. I always loved making people laugh. Will Smith and Jim Carrey were my idols growing up. They made a lot of people laugh. Um, and so it was just something I naturally gravitated toward. It's like I wanted to be them. And so, you know, uh, it's something I always knew I wanted to do. Yeah. So... When you first, uh, I read online that, you know, when you first, uh, you were on Ben and Kate, that was like one of your uh, first roles out there. How did you, yeah. uh, um, and after that, you know, you obviously you went on Arrow and everything. Tell us about the, when you auditioned for Arrow. Yeah, uh, I did a pilot for CW um, a few months beforehand, and the pilot didn't get picked up. Um, but they, you know, they, they just, you know, remember me and they were doing this new part on the show. Had me come in and audition for David Rappaport, who's an amazing casting director. He does all the DC shows for the most part. And, you know, the the description was, you know, kind of tech nerdy, whatnot. Um, and so I, I came in and read the dialogue with David Rappaport. And, you know, he, he in the room, he was like, man, you and Emily were really, like, I can feel like you guys have a good rapport with each other. So I was like, oh, that's dope. So then maybe a day later, maybe two days later, I came in and auditioned for the executive producers of the show, Wendy Miracle, Mark, and uh, some other person. I forgot who the third person was. And 
you know, uh, they pretty much were like, man, we, we love you. Like, you're great. Uh, the character could potentially become a terrific. Who I, you know, I, I hadn't read mind games at this point, but, you know, I was aware of Mr. Terrific because I try to be abreast of all the black superheroes out there. Um, and so that, like, hit me by surprise, like, what? You know, <laughs> and um, it was pretty dope. And so, you know, I didn't know if I had the role or not after that. I just knew that they liked what I did, but, you know, you never know. You feel like you do a good job, but, you know, there's so many tangential things that come into the ca- the process of casting and putting people on shows. So, they we, called me a couple of days later and said I'm a throw. Were you a comic book fan before joining the show? Were you into comic books? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Growing up, absolutely. So you were aware of the whole Green Arrow story and everything? Yes. I have personally never um, bought any Green Arrow comic books. I read a few as a kid. Um, but, you know, I was, I was definitely more into like Batman and Superman and you know, the Dark Knight series and Death of Superman and. Yeah. You know, Onslaught Saga and Age of Apocalypse and X-Men and stuff like that. <clears throat> but I was definitely aware of it. That <clears throat> read. Do you have a favorite do you have a favorite uh, superhero or favorite comic of all time? I mean, my favorite my favorite book is um I mean, it's graphic novel, but Walking Dead is my favorite comic or graphic okay. novel of all time. I just love Rob Kirkman's direction and that if I have to choose a traditional Superhero comic, I probably have to go Onslaught because I just love how everyone in the universe has to team up to fight this amazing, you know, amalgamation of Charles Xavier and Magneto's power that it took Apocalypse having to come and help them and Juggernaut and everyone to team up. I always love the team ups, they're just so great to me. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, shout out Death Superman, <laughs> Move Me to Tears, you know, um, that was such a great comic and doomsday was just so unstoppable and that ending you know um yeah so yeah. Couple are, of favorites. are you a fan of the, of the new movies that they released with superman and batman yeah i mean you know I, I think there's room to grow uh but i think they're doing a pretty good job i mean i think if you look at wonder woman success that's something that uh uh, uh implement a little more in the structure of how they're building up the films or whatnot but, you know, movie making is a tough business, but I think, you know, overall, I think they're doing a pretty solid job. So how did you prepare for your role after you knew you you had the part? Yeah, I read a lot of JSA, uh, Mind Games, two or three times. Um, but, you know, I had some conversations with the producers and whatnot, and, you know, they definitely wanted me to, you know, just use a, a different approach to the character and definitely comic books, but they didn't want um you know i think they wanted to give me just the freedom to kind of take the character where i felt he deserved to be through the dialogue the script and whatnot now you have a special like bond with emily uh tell us a little bit about that how you guys like just you know formed a good bond yeah i mean uh emily's the first person i work with uh i almost worked with her exclusively in season four uh but you know, when I was going on the show, hit show, you know, I, I'm coming off two cancellations and, you know, I'm, I was definitely intimidated thinking like, oh man, I'm recurring on the show and these people are like, got these huge fan bases and, you know, they're probably all smug, not nice, typical Hollywood, like, you're on my set, you know, that type <laughs> of thing. But Emily really, I think she's the first person I met that really showed me that they have such a good unit working out there. It's such a, a dope funny 
down-to-earth, um, just professional group of people who work for the show. And so she was the, the catalyst for me of just showing that light that everyone on the show has and that welcoming spirit of, like, we're all in it together. Um, so working with her and really uh, opened my eyes up to a lot of things and, you know, became fast friends and hang out and I met her friends, she met mine, and, you know, it was just, yeah. we love working with each other and have such a great rapport with each other and, you know, I, 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 I support her. So yeah. Leanne, you know, she's just a great person. How is it working with the the rest of the cast, like Steve and uh, David? Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really to piggyback on like how I just answered. I mean, that was what Emily showed was that the whole yeah. cast is that way. You know, um, everyone's really great people. Yeah, now, and they don't have pretentious bones in their body. They're just very, you know, um, open and you know, if you're having a problem, they're there for you. You know, if you're struggling, they support you. Yeah. If you're killing it, they applaud you, you know, so it's, they're just a really good group of people. Yeah. Uh, Two-part question. Do you have a favorite scene that you're in, and do you have a favorite scene of all time? You know, it's kind of tough for me to say a favorite scene of my own. I can ask, answer the question about favorite scene of all time. And that was the scene with, um, I think it was the penultimate episode of season two where Slade uh, kills Moira. That scene, like, yeah. had me balling. It was so excellent. And then, I mean, just the emotion, the the uh, the sense of danger, the sense of, you know, sadness, of, you know, payback. It was just, like, phenomenal how they shot that. And just looking at Oliver's face, which, you know, more fell and the sacrifice she made, you know, and her, like, my babies, or she said something like that, you know, yeah. it was just, it was, it was, it was, uh, that was my favorite scene. <laughs> now, you said, you've done some uh, voiceover for cartoons as well. How did you fall into something like that? I had a really great voiceover agent who would push for me, um, you know, uh, and thankfully, you know, caught a couple swings where I got to, um, appear on a couple shows I'm recurring on the show right now Disney caught a land of Avalor um different episodes of Rick and Morty um recurred on a show on Nickelodeon called Pig Boat and Cricket Boys Over Some I always love doing I always love playing characters so it kind of feels natural to me but you know I'm just trying to make more stride in that realm uh but you know it's a very hard industry to crack um but you know i've been fortunate to have the voice of work i had yeah. the opportunity to present it to myself yeah so uh, so like what's some what's some advice that you give out to people that are you know you've done the voiceover you've done acting you know, people come up to you and ask you questions like what kind of advice do you give to them i think if it's creative related questions my advice is to just don't give up to keep pushing uh, to realize that not everyone can be at the top of the game, but if it's something you really love and you're good at, you can make a substantial living doing it and sustain a lifestyle that, you know, at least is able to afford you the comforts of having a home and a car and running water and yeah. things of that nature. Because um, to me, you know, it's, I've never felt like, oh, I need to make a million dollars a year or else I'm not, I'm not doing it. I just felt like I need to do what I love, and if I can make it, 75,000 a year, 70,000 a year, I'm happy, you know, as long as I can take care of things and not be struggling paycheck to paycheck and doing what I love, then that's kind of what like, everybody in this world wants. Uh, well, some people want more money for sure, but yeah. <laughs> for me, it's just to have that basic needs taken care of and doing what I love. I, I would choose that over doing the crazy nine to five and making a million dollars a year any day. Yeah. If you weren't an actor, what do you think you'd have been doing right now? 
<sighs> man, uh, I never really had an option B personally. Um, you know, I like Will Smith's quote where he's like, there's no time for an option B because it detracts from plan A, right? Yeah. And so I never had a backup. It was always, I'm going to be an actor since I was six years old and I didn't have a choice. That was just something I knew I had to do. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. I will say before I started getting work and being able to uh, sustain the life just on acting, I worked at Geek Squad. I was a bartender. I served at different restaurants and whatnot as well. Yeah. Do you have a dream role? What's like your ultimate goal that you want to play someday? I mean, you know, that's tough for me right now because my dream role always used to want to be to be a superhero. Yeah, and you're <laughs> um, doing it. <laughs> so I got to do that, which is very cool. You know, so actually, you know, I set a, a game plan into play after my second cancellation of my show, the show I had on NBC, like where I wanted to get that type of role and it's interesting how manifesting things can do that to you. I think what I want more so now than anything is to start delving into the aspects of more so of directing and writing uh, shows and whatnot. Yeah. That's kind of my dream that I'm kind of pushing right now. Have you ever auditioned for a role that you were so excited about and you didn't get it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty. Tons. Yeah. Um, there was one role in particular where I was really close to getting it but I sat the wrong time in my phone. And so I was an hour late for the meeting and, and it ruined everything. Oh, <laughs> <And I geez. laughs> so it happens, you know, just got to keep pushing and realize that it's a marathon. And, you know, when you fall off the horse, you got to get back on and you can't let your setbacks define you. You got to, you know, keep pushing to, you know, um, bring your art forward to the, yeah. uh, bring your art to the forefront and hopefully the industry responds to it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any uh, favorite uh, TV uh, shows right now that you're binge-watching or movies? You know, honestly, um, I kind of got cut off into a bachelor loop. <laughs> I don't <laughs> watch a lot of TV. I really don't. Uh, but uh, my lady watched The Bachelor, and so, you know, I started watching that with her. And it's been a really, it's been a really interesting ride. You know, um, I, I'm I'm usually too busy to, take a lot of time on the TV. If I'm watching TV, it's probably some political like Morning Joe or, uh, you know, um, Wolf Blitzer or Anson Cooper or something like that, you know, or if I have free time, I'm usually surfing online, HuffPost or Drudge Report or Politico or 538 or Real Quick Politics or something like that. I'm, I'm a bit political junkie, so. <laughs> what's, a one, what's a fun fact about you that you want the fans or the listeners to know about you? Fun fact. Uh, I, oh, I've decided full, full, all in to just get good at golf. Okay. I've decided that, like, I, I love sports, but I've also realized, oh, I'm not going to play basketball. And, like, I'm pretty good at basketball and football and all those things, but I'm like, I'm not going to play those anymore just because I just had a friend, like, annihilate his ACL on a pickup game just, wow. you know, having fun. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not ready to put my body at risk like that anymore, getting a little older. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to get into golf now. So then by the time I'm like 60, I'm like killing it. So, you know, cause I'm like, this is what me and all my friends are going to be playing the competitive friends that I have. So I'm going full in for golf every chance I get. I'm like, if I want to go mini golfing or I'm like, let me hit up the range. So yeah, yeah, I'm going full in. Are you uh, picking up golf lessons or you just, have you played golf before? No, I, I'm, I'm taking it very slow right now. Okay. I'm, I'm right now. I'm just like, literally like when people are like, let's do stuff. I'm like, let's go mini golf. 
Yeah. So I'm just like, let me work on my putting a little bit. Let me do other things. You know, I'm watching like more golf. I watch the U.S. Open. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you know, I want to get some Holloway stuff. You know, I want to shoot a 63. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's going to take a little time. But, you know, maybe you know, maybe in a year or two I might take up lessons. But I just literally sent shots out to all my friends like, yo, golf, is, it's time, y'all. It's time <laughs> so that we can still be competing as we get older. Yeah. So, yeah. I I mm-hmm. used to play golf when I was younger. Then you know, then the whole you know family you know started having kids and stuff like that. And I told my wife the other day, mm-hmm. like I would like to start playing golf again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yes. a it's a fun it. it's a fun sport. Yeah, it is, and you don't have to be some twenty five year old jumping exactly. across the freaking court to play it. So right. it's perfect. Exactly. Now you've done you know you've done plenty of interviews. Uh, what's one thing that you wish people would ask you that you don't get asked? Man. Ooh. Oh man, that's a tough question. Um I guess I would like people to ask me more about my sneaker collection. Okay. Because you know, I've put a lot of work into it and I, I want I definitely want people to know I'm a major sneakerhead. Um, you know, I was I, I wasn't as a kid, you know, we were too poor, so I had like the fake Jordans and got roasted all the time for that. Uh and then when I got out of high school I started working a little bit. I had a pretty good job, so then I would collect sneakers. But then I just totally forgot I was a sneakerhead for like 10 years and then picked it up again two years ago, and my collection's getting pretty awesome. So I would like more people to talk to me about that, I suppose. <laughs> Do you, uh, are you like one of those guys that just wears a different sneaker every day? No, no like I pick one sneaker that I'm like, you're my sneaks for the next four months. Like, I'm, you are my everyday. I'm wearing you everyday sneakers, and then I, every other shoe is like basically Friday, Saturdays. Whenever I have shows, whenever I'm going out to events, I just make sure I switch up and wear different sneakers every time. Yeah. What do you have like a favorite brand? Mm-hmm. Definitely Jordan for sure. You know, I'm branching out more. I just got these dope Pumas, the Sonic the Hedgehog Pumas. So I love. First of all, I love video game themed sneakers. If there's any video game themed sneaker, yeah. I'm on it. You got the PlayStation Jordans. I'm not touching Jordan. PlayStation Air Force One lows. I got some. Retro, custom-made, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo uh, system Jordans uh, that I got from Freaker Sneaks. Um, you know, so I, I, I just, I'm obsessed. Yeah. With so is this something that you have to find online to special order? Because i never seen those at the store or anything. Yeah, those are special order. Those were like only 10 were made in the world. Wow, wow. Yeah, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Any upcoming projects in the future that you want to talk about? I'm working on some music right now. I wanted to release the album last year, but life kind of hit me pretty hard. I'm working on some music. I hope to start releasing some songs on SoundCloud before the end of the summer. Um, but yeah, I'm collaborating with a couple cool... At first, it was just me creating my own beats, but I finally reached out where I'm starting to collaborate with a, a couple producers who are kind of doing a thing. They're small time and not like any big producers, but you know, I'm just trying to really mix and match with a couple cool people that I'm fans of right now. So we're working on some stuff right now, so I hope they release some stuff soon and hopefully drop an album in, in the not-too-distant future. Yeah. So that'd be something that'd be pretty cool, and uh, hopefully uh, some more writing stuff starts percolating, and um, you know, I, I'm just trying to attack from all angles, and, you yeah. know, I will. That's great that, yep. you know, you have, uh, you know, passion for, like, for music and stuff like that on the side as well as yeah. your acting. Yeah, I love it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, my brother was a famous uh, MC, uh from years ago, who was uh, unfortunately murdered in 2006, but, you know, wow. kind of 
trying to carry his legs you know? yeah that's a great thing do you do you have like his some of his collection still with you yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his stuff still out like the group he was with they they're like you know in the industry i mean it was kind of i think tough for them to lose one of their best like it was they're called lep you can look them up they have like songs out stuff like that um so they've done anything counting mooney and whatnot but uh, my brother was part of the original inception of that and they had you know like a, a record deal with sony wow. torn dmx and also like that you know so yeah. He was he was the super talented one in the family. Like he could dance, rap, do all that stuff like that. But he's also one that kind of got me into acting and make sure that I stayed out of the streets. You know, because we we were born in projects, and, okay, yeah. impoverished neighborhoods and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just trying to honor his legacy in, in many ways I can. And uh, you know, music is always just something that has moved me yeah. as a kid because of him. And so. That's great. I'm, re- I'm excited to like delve into it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, awesome. Lastly, how can the listeners find you on social media? Oh, well, they can go to my social media pages at Echo K on Twitter or Echo Kells on Instagram. But I'm honestly, I'm on, I'm on social media break. That's... I've been off social media pretty much since May 1st. I mean, I've, I've tweeted, I've like posted about the finales and stuff because I'm a good worker. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, you know, um, I think everyone should take a break from social media every once in a while, and you'd be amazed at how many things you do differently in life, and yeah. how much, how little the negativity from that matters, and how little it gets to creep into your life as well. Oh, yeah. Because I think I think social media for sure is a p- overall positive place, but I know humans we fixate on the negative. Yeah. So even if you get ninety five percent positivity on your social media or in life, you focus on that 5%. You remember that guy who flipped you off in the car, not all the seven people who let you turn right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's that thing where we obsess over these things and I realize that like, man, I'm letting a lot of negative energy that otherwise would not be coming into my life come in because obviously I'm obsessing over social media and worried about what people are saying and then people are responding and saying things and, you know, just something I just kind of need to take a break from. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And like you know, these days, you know, you're attached to your phone all the time, and it's like you do need that break. Yeah, yeah. unplugging. It's nice every once in a while, for yeah. sure. I mean, you know, I'll come back. You know, I'm trying to plot my comeback now, like yeah. what stuff I want to post. Um, but you know, I honestly don't know. I'm not a hundred percent. But I guess to be breaking news, I don't know if I'm going to come back. To yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. I want to thank you for coming on. This was fun, and I hope you come back on sometime. Awesome. awesome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate thank it. you.